Luke chapter 1, from verse 5 onwards. There was, in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. I'm going to read one more time. Luke chapter 1 from verse 5 onwards. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child, because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. I'm going to go up again, and I'm going to read from verse 5 one more time, as the Holy Spirit wants me to. So we'll just read it one more time. You open your Bibles, and make sure you have your Bible in front of you, and uh, read with me while I read so you can also see what we are reading and it'll be a blessing for you as you read along with uh, the same scriptures that I'm reading. I'm reading from the New King James Version. Luke chapter 1 from verse 5 onwards. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. Shall we just close our eyes and please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I'm going to read again Luke chapter 1 from verse 5 onwards. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. A very uh, extraordinary couple. Um, a couple who really feared the Lord, who loved the Lord, who made sure that they did everything right before God, uh, even though they didn't 
have this child that God had promised according to his promises that he gave to his people who obey him. We see here that they were both barren. There is a message that the Lord had given to me some time back from this chapter. You can go ahead and listen to the recording after this message is over. When you get a chance, it'll bless you greatly. They had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And this barrenness that Elizabeth had was a physical um, condition. Something was wrong in her body. And she was barren. That barrenness, God knew. That barrenness was put in place by the creator of her body. Specifically for his purpose to take place. If you are within the will of God. If you are walking with God, understand this. Every part of you everything concerning you everything that you have everything that you don't have everything that is there and everything that is missing if you are walking with God it is all connected to the plan of God Almighty the good, the bad that we see and we categorize it as good, bad they're all part of God's plan if we are walking with God uprightly like Elizabeth and Zacharias it's very important to walk with God uprightly so we know that everything that happens to us happens with his knowledge with his permission and he's overseeing everything he's intimately involved in our lives with our lives and he sees everything and without his knowledge not a single hair from my head can fall to the ground. So we see here, Elizabeth and Zacharias, God put them together as this couple who really loved God, served God. But Elizabeth had this barrenness, this physical condition. They both became very old also. So it was that while he was serving as priest, who, Zacharias, before God, he was serving as priest, not just in the temple doing something, but he was serving as a priest before God. So every time he went to serve God, he had this in mind that he was serving God. So he was a man who had that reverence for God, reverence for the presence of God. He was a man of faith. Zacharias was a man of faith and, and Elizabeth was a woman of faith. They had faith in God, for God to give to them whatever they needed. But their faith in God didn't bring to them what they needed when they needed. Understand this. We must have faith in order for us to get what God has for us. It doesn't have to always be when we think that it should come. Because God has everything lined up for us the steps of a good man or a righteous person they are ordered by god god orders a righteous person steps 
Our steps, if we are walking with God, they are calculated, ordered by God, everything. He gives meat to those who fear him. It's all there. What you need to eat, what needs to be in your refrigerator, what needs to be in your house, he has all those things already. God has everything in his list. Your grocery list is in God's hands. Before you can even go and do the grocery shopping, I'm not talking about people who just frivolously go and do things out of impulse. But I'm talking about people who really fear God and give themselves over to God and are led by God. God has everything meticulously written down, organized, reserved for those who fear him. My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. All our needs are met by God according to what he has and according to what he sees that you should have. I want to repeat this. Our God supplies all our needs according to what he has. Your need is there. But according to what he has and according to what he wants you to have. Jesus said this. The Father, Heavenly Father, gives good gifts to his children. Our Father in Heaven, he knows what we need. He already has the blessings lined up for those who fear him. But when we have the faith to receive it, we receive it. That's where faith comes into play. He has his blessings reserved for those who look to him, who have faith in him, who believe on him, and who say, Lord, I'm here, I'm here. What you want me to have, I will receive it from your hands. So now you see here, Elizabeth and Zacharias were two righteous people who were part of God's plan. I want to say this. When you're walking with God, you are part of God's plan. When you're walking with God, God strategically places you as part of his plan to fulfill his big picture. God has his glorious plan and he places people in different places, in different locations to accomplish his great purposes. Esther was chosen by God even though she was in exile. God chose her because she was someone who was obedient to Mordecai, who was placed over her life. God chose Esther, and God, even though she was in exile, he did the extraordinary during her lifetime. He placed her in the palace of this king who was ruling a huge province from India to Ethiopia. And this king, who should be drafting only the citizens of his country, God strategically sent Esther there. They didn't even know. They couldn't even see by her looks that she was not 
the native of that land. That means God gave something in her, gave her what she needed in order for her to get to where God wanted her to get to. That means no matter who saw her, their eyes were closed to the fact that she was a Jewess. It was closed. God did that. God took her to where she needed to be until the time came. God had the eyes of the people closed. And God had Mordecai tell Esther, I'm having all these people's eyes closed. You don't open your mouth. You don't tell them that you belong to the people of God. Don't tell them. God is speaking to our hearts today. God is a prophecy. God will close the eyes of those who are before you to get you to where you need to be placed by God. In order for God to place you where God wants you to be, if you're walking with God, if you're like Esther, God will take you and he will place you where you need to be. Surround you with his favor. God will surround you with his favor and God will take you to where you need to be. So what needs to be revealed will be revealed and what needs to not be revealed will be closed from the eyes of the authorities of those who are about about you. It's a prophecy God is speaking. God will close the eyes of his people. He will just take you just like how he took Esther. He'll give you favor where you need to get favor. And he will cause you to be seated where you need to be seated. This will happen. There's a word of the Lord. This will happen. It's important for you to have favor with God. Mary had favor with God. You know what kind of favor? Highly favored of God. Extraordinary favor. You have, you know, when, when you, when you buy meat or when you buy clothing, when you buy furniture, or even when you buy a house, you have certain qualities that are there. You have a low grade one, an average grade one, a high grade one. You will have a low-grade one, an average-grade one, a high-grade one. What is the meaning of that? This is low in quality, this quality is better, and the other quality is higher. There's, there's a kind of measure that people use to gauge the quality of a substance or a thing. When it comes to favor... The same goes for favor. You have the favor of God. You have those who are highly favored of God. Oh, Daniel, greatly beloved of God. You know, when you get a greeting like that, those people are very important to God. Nobody can come and say that, well, everybody is equal and you're the same as him and he's the same as you. Oh, no, 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 no. No, there are certain people Jesus Christ will stand up for, like people like Stephen. Esther was one of those. 
the favor of God just went before her. You know why? She was someone who humbled herself. When you humble yourself, grace is multiplied upon you. Those who humble themselves, God's grace will just abound. Where God sees humility, the divine favor of God will just increase in their lives. Anytime you see someone who has God's extraordinary grace in their lives, you can just see extraordinary humility manifesting. These two go together. If humility is not there, grace will not be there. If pride is there, grace will not be there. That's when you see people falling very quickly. But when you see the humility there, you see the grace of God. In proportion to the humility, the grace of God will abound. Now you look at Esther. Esther was someone who had favor with God. And therefore, she had favor with men. God just hid the eyes of those people. She was a foreigner. In a foreign land as an exile, she became the queen of that land. It's not an ordinary thing, remember. There's so much competition. You have people from that land saying, oh, you know, how can she be here? And who brought her here? And how, she can't be here. And we are the people. And she's... No, but God completely hid the fact that she... See, that's the basic thing. And that's what Mordecai told Esther. Do not say a word about this. Don't give this information. She did her part. And God did his part. He just hid the eyes of those people. So when God hid the eyes of those people, her opening her mouth and blurting this out would have had her disqualified from that position. She could have disqualified herself from becoming the queen by disobeying Mordecai's command. When Mordecai said that, she took it and she just did it. God does his part. We must do our part. You look at Esther's life. You see, the divine blessing of God coming to her, choosing her and using her for God's great purposes the extraordinary work of God that was accomplished in her life in an extraordinary way very extraordinary way someone was dethroned and someone was taken to prominence who a nobody became a somebody you know the secret for that is that somebody that somebody that nobody who became a somebody never wanted to become that's somebody. That's the secret. You know who will actually go to the top? Those who never looked at the top and lusted for the top. Those who never say that. This is what I want. I want to be seen and heard. Such people God will take. God will take those who are humble. God will take people who just simply do what God tells them to do. That's it. And they do it out of everything they have, with everything they have, with their heart, mind, soul, and strength. They don't 
go after fame. They don't go after money. They don't go after popularity. They don't go after power. They don't go after anything. They say, Lord, I'm here. Do you go? What Monica says, I will do. That's all. She was obedient to the Mordecai that was placed over her by God. Because there was no power struggle. Because she didn't say, well, I know better than you, Mordecai, because God is leading me too. No. Because she gave herself over to the Spirit of God leading her through Mordecai that was placed over her, who was placed over her. And simply obeyed, closed her mouth when he said, don't reveal that you are a Jewess. Don't reveal. She did that. And God did his part. He closed the eyes of all those people there. God is speaking to our hearts today. Self-control is a virtue. Self-control is part of the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, temperance. and You have the self-control there. And self-control is a big thing. Self-control is with your temper. When you know how to control your temper, you are you are having self-control. When you know how to control your mouth, you are having self-control. When you know how to control your appetite, you are having self-control. Whatever the appetite is, self-control is necessary. When you know you shouldn't do something, but you, and you don't do it, it is self-control. Self-control is part of the fruit of the spirit. It's very important. People talk about other things, but they miss out on that. It's very important. When we are led by the spirit of God, self-control will be seen. It's important. We need to work on those things. Esther had that. She had that self-control. No matter what it is, I will not open my mouth and say this. And it kept her from trouble. It took her to the palace. And she was someone who just listened. She was someone who was not full of herself. She was someone who gave herself. She knew how to humble herself. Instead of saying, well, I know what the latest trend is and well, I know how to beautify myself and I will ask whatever I want. She humbled herself and she gave herself over to the eunuch that God had placed over her. And God led her through him. It is important to be clothed with that humility, to come to a place of total surrender where we say, Lord, you speak, I listen. And I will humble myself and listen. Now you look over here with Elizabeth and Zacharias. They are both people who are righteous before God, who had this relationship with God, and just like God ordered Esther's steps to take her to the palace. And there was this time period that God had marked out. And he was 
moving everything around. You know, in order for God to bring Esther to the palace, Vasti had to be pushed down. If Vasti had to be pushed down, imagine how involved God is with this world, the things that are happening in this world. He lifts one up and he puts another down in order to bring you up. He will put down the haughty in order to position you and place you where you need to be placed. God will bring the haughty down. This is a prophecy God is speaking at this hour. God will bring down the haughty in order to lift the humble up. Elevation will come to the humble. And God will bring down the haughty and God will put the humble in that place. So if you walk in humility before the living God, God will bring down the haughty and give that seat to you. God will put you in that seat. If you humble yourself before God, clothe yourself with humility, the humility that God desires, the humility that God will see, because in order to be at a top place, you need to be a humble person. Only then you can go there. God orchestrated everything for Esther. In an extraordinary manner, he shifted things, he moved things around. No one can do that. That's what God does for his people. He changes everything. He restructures everything and he issues new laws. He moves the hearts of the people. He moves the hearts of the kings. And, and there, you see, Esther is moved by God to be his instrument as a savior to her generation. God took her from where she was in exile, placed her in the palace because God could trust her. So you see the calendar of God. You see the calculations of God. You see the momentum that picks up according to the momentum of heaven where things just start shifting and changing suddenly during a particular season. Until then, Esther was there. She was just the ordinary Esther, cooking and cleaning and doing kitchen work and, and listening to Mordecai and, and doing this daily thing that every young girl does at home, especially in that culture during that time. Nothing different. Do you know one thing was happening while she was there? Every day, when the routine things were happening, there was this character building that was taking place deep within Esther. God was molding her character through Mordecai, God placed over her. God was building her every day. The time came when the Lord saw the time was ripe. She will follow whatever Mordecai says. When she goes to the palace, that's when she can go because she needs to be there receiving instructions from Mordecai in order to fulfill the will of God over there. 
She has to be a good listener, which is a good follower. God gave her good training here. You know what? That's the made use of everything that God gave to her. She became a person who was trustworthy in the sight of God. And God took her to the palace. So you look at her life. There is this move of God, the work of God, the time period in which God works, how God moved things around, and he places his people there. The point here is, God is a God of seasons. He doesn't randomly do things. Well, I see this happening today, and I think this will be good. No, God is very precise in his doings. Very precise. He's a God of seasons. So it may look like nothing is happening from the outside. To the outside world. But to a child of God, he or she will know. Something is happening. You know what is happening? Change is happening on the inside. Something is happening. You know what is happening? This person is being prepared by God for something far greater. Even more than the preparation with the beauty treatments before she could go and stand before the king. A deeper preparation took place for her before she could get out of the house and go to the palace. A greater amount of preparation took place within Esther. God is speaking to our hearts today. Who has despised the day of small beginnings? Who has despised the day of small beginnings? The work that God will do inside. Just like pregnancy. The work that happens inside the womb is very important. Nobody can say, well, that's not that important. You know what? Most of the work is done right there. Then whatever is done there, when the child comes out, it continues to grow in that, but the entire body is formed within the womb. The most important thing, the organs are all there. Everything is there. You just start growing more with what you have received from within the womb. God is speaking to our hearts today. If you want to be used by God, if you want to become that which God wants you to be, that which God wants you to become, the preparation is the key. A lot of people run out. A lot of people want to do different things without being fully prepared. That's why you see many disasters. But when you are prepared, then you'll be the blessing God is meant for you to be for all those whom God has for you to be. God is speaking to hearts today. God prepared Esther at home before he could take her to the palace to physically prepare before she could go and stand before the king and become the queen there. Elizabeth and Zacharias were two people of God who gave themselves over to God. They were people of faith. They prayed to God for a child. They trusted God for a child. Nothing happened. Everything looked like the same. Same Elizabeth, same Zacharias. The only difference is they became older, old. Their bodies became old. 
they're doing the same thing every day. No baby in the house, no laughter of children, no baby crying in the house. That which they expected from God, and that which they saw others get, it's not happening here. Do you know what? They continued serving God. That's the preparation. How faithful are you? How faithful are you in that which God has given? The trustworthiness, in spite of whatever it may be going on with you. God is asking you this question. Do you know that I'm the God of seasons? Do you know I'm the God of times and seasons? When that time comes, nobody can stop. Nobody can stop. But before that time comes, that child needs to grow in the womb. When that time for the child to be born, no one can stop that. No one can stop that. Not even the mother. No one can stop that. A child has to come out at that time. When God's time comes, that which needs to happen will happen. But before that, the growth has to be there. Only when the child fully grows. Prematurely coming out will be a disaster. That shows that there's some form of problem that is there. Medical problem. It's called miscarriage or premature birth. We don't want that. We need to be people of God who will patiently wait for God's timing so that God can grow you. If you want to become everything that God wants you to be, then endurance is very important. You have to endure. He who endures till the end, Jesus said, the same shall be saved. The same thing applies for anything that we expect from the hands of God. Whatever God wants to give to us, we need to have the patience and we need to say, Lord, in your time, you make all things beautiful. I'm not going to be hasty. Elizabeth and Zacharias were righteous before God. They were righteous and blameless in the sight of God. They were like this power couple. You know, when you are righteous before God, you are somebody who who just attracts the presence of God to where you are. Yet, they had a want. The young, the Bible says, in Psalm 34, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. I want to repeat it. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. This is God's word. That means every good thing that God sees that you should have, he will give it to you. It will come to you. It will come to you. You don't have to go after it. It'll come after you. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. He's not going to withhold anything that is good, that is good for you, from you, period. If you walk uprightly before God, that's the key. The young lions, they do lack and suffer hunger at times. But they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. 
If you seek the Lord, you're not going to lack any good thing. Now you bring that with Matthew 6, 33. When you seek God in his kingdom first, all the good things that needs to come to you will come to you. Whatever good thing that needs to come to you will come to you. It will run after you. You don't have to run after it. It will run after you. That's a promise. Elizabeth and Zacharias are running after God. They're blessed with everything, but there's this one good thing that's missing. And that one good thing is the main thing for them. As a couple, the one thing is something that they want the most, an inheritance. That was in there. Is God's word true or is it a lie? They became old. Do you know what? They did not waver in faith. Both of them did not say, well, I don't believe in God anymore because the word says this and we did everything and look, we didn't get it and so. We'll just do this because we're called to do this and it'll look bad in front of the people if we don't do this and they were not people who just did the ceremonial things void of faith. No. You cannot please God if you don't have faith. These were people who pleased God. They had faith in Him. So even though they didn't have what they really wanted the most, that which they prayed for, now they became really old. They still walked uprightly before God. One thing we must understand is when you do that which God wants you to do, even if it looks like His Word is not doing its thing, even though it looks like what He said hasn't come to pass, so to speak, it is important for us to know that if he has said it, it's done. The moment he said it, it will come to pass. My calendar is different from his calendar. You know that. But if I'm walking with God, my calendar will coincide with his calendar or his with mine. You know why? Because our ways will become one with God. That we will sense the timing of God. We will know what period we are in. When we are walking with God. Elizabeth and Zacharias were people who were walking with God. This most important thing was not given to them. Now they might have even thought Maybe when we go to heaven, we'll know why God didn't give it to us. They would have thought and thought and thought and thought and thought and did a lot of self-examination and thought and thought and thought. And finally, they could have just said, we don't know. Elizabeth would have asked Zacharias, Zacharias, you know. He said, I don't know. We're both doing everything we should be doing. But you know, the beautiful part 
in this true story is they have this knowledge that God is good. They never became bitter. They never stopped serving God. What they wanted and what was their want never became bigger than their love for God. Their disappointment did not overtake their love for God. They had this understanding that we don't have it. We don't know why. We know God knows everything. They continued serving God. Now we see here. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of his division. That means he has this group where he'll be called when it's his turn. According to the custom of the priesthood, there's a certain order in the Old Testament where the priest will go and serve God. His lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. How did his lot fall? How did his name come up? God's calendar. That day, God said, Zacharias must come to the temple to serve me. While he comes to the temple to serve me, I am going to send angel Gabriel to him. And he is going to deliver the blessing that needs to come to them. As an answer to their prayers. They prayed. God had heard. Now the answer is coming. In an unexpected time. In an unexpected way. The answer came. There's a prophecy here. When you're walking with God and you seek God earnestly for something that is really important to you, that which you know that will glorify God. And it looks like it's taking longer. Know this. Anytime there's a delay in such a situation and you are firmly believing that God will do it and you have faith in what God had spoken, God will bring it to you in an extraordinary way. Not in an ordinary way, but in an extraordinary way, God will bring it to you. It's the word from the Lord. It'll come in an extraordinary way, carrying extraordinary blessings from God. These people are waiting God has everything marked out in his calendar. This is the time when I'm going to give Elizabeth and Zechariah their son. And that son is going to be an extraordinary son. He's going to be a prophet of God, a great prophet of God. Someone who will be great in the sight of God. Think about that. What a blessing. What a blessing. 
And this prophet is going to be the forerunner to the Lord Jesus Christ. So God timed John's birth with the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's God's calendar. You see how God works? He didn't give to Elizabeth and Zacharias when they asked. He gave it, but he gave it according to his calendar. Why? Because God deemed Elizabeth and Zacharias worthy of having a son who will be the forerunner to the Messiah himself. Because they held on to their faith. See what God did. It's their son who became the forerunner to the Messiah himself. John. God timed everything so perfectly. God's calendar has a purpose. He's never going to say, well, I'm just making you to wait because I just want to see how strong you get. No. He works in people with a definite purpose so that when he gives it, it'll be the right time and it'll be a big thing. It will bless many people. He's preparing you for that. It's important that you prepare yourself for that. Always remember, your faith has to be like this baby that will come to full term, not something that will end in a miscarriage. God is speaking at this hour. Be like Elizabeth and Zacharias. Be like Esther. Be like Mary. Vessels were prepared by God. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in the order of of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. That's when he got to go inside to burn the incense. That's God's call to bless him. His prayer was heard when he prayed. Zachariah's prayer was heard and Elizabeth's prayer was heard when they both prayed. But the answer is coming now. After a long time, the answer is coming. God is speaking to our hearts this hour. Your expectation shall not be cut off. Therefore, keep expecting. Keep expecting. Now, see here. The whole multitude of the people, they were praying outside. Let's read verse 10. The whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. There's this mighty visitation from God Almighty to Zacharias. His waiting brought the angel of God from the presence of God to him to give the message that God wanted him to receive. Do not be afraid, Zacharias. 
for your prayer is heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord, their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. This is big prophecy that is coming. Who's prophesying? Angel Gabriel. Messenger of God coming from the presence of God, carrying the word of God. He's delivering the word of God to Zacharias, John's dad. What Zacharias should know about the plan of God for John was revealed to Zacharias. Now you see the timing of God. The word of God is coming to him at a very strategic time and it's coming not when Zacharias was sleeping Zacharias had a dream no it was not when Zacharias was brushing his teeth it's not when Zacharias was eating his breakfast it's not when Zacharias was doing his housework you see when he was serving the Lord in spite of all that happened to him with his lack of this blessing he was still serving God was while he was serving God, God sent the angel to him. It's such a beautiful way that God communicated with Zacharias. Zacharias, you're serving me in spite of not having a child. Look what I'll do. I'll bless you while you're serving me. In spite of what you may face, do the work of God. Do what you should do because that very thing that you're doing for God will be a blessing for you. It'll bless you greatly. Zacharias was blessed by God while he was serving God Almighty. God came and blessed Zacharias because he was faithful in his service to God. He had faith in God that no matter what, whether he has a child or not, he will still worship him and he will still serve him. And God said, you're serving me? While you're serving me, I'll give you good news. While you're serving me, I'm going to make you happy. While you're serving me, you're going to receive this miracle. You know, when the angel Gabriel spoke his word over Zacharias, something happened in his body. Something happened in his wife's body. Something happened in them. They were so old, but God did something through the word that he gave through angel Gabriel. Something happened. When he went home, he was not the same person. Something happened in her. They were not the same people. That which was not able to happen before suddenly happened when? In his time. 
when that word came, something happened. He had faith. She had faith. To receive that which God had for them. God is speaking to our hearts today. You serve God. You seek God. You do what you have to do. That which you have petitioned to God. God will bring it to you. God will give it to you. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. He is the almighty God. He is the Alpha and the Omega at the beginning and the end. He strategically positions people. He strategically moves things for his people. He just has to say a word. All of a sudden, things start moving. It starts moving. He said a word through Angel Gabriel to Zacharias. He shut Zacharias' mouth so that he never speaks another word of unbelief. And what God spoke over Zacharias was the final word that would stay to cause the word of God to take shape and form and so that John can be brought into this world. Now he had great joy. Great joy because of John's birth just like God spoke through the angel. John fulfilled his call just like how God said to Zacharias. This was a very special child, very unique child. A child that was born to parents who went through reproach, who went through sorrow. You know, for the many nights that Elizabeth would have cried that she didn't have a child, there were many, many more nights of exceeding great joy. This is not an ordinary child. Everybody knew that when Zacharias came home, mute, that he couldn't speak. Oh, this child is an extraordinary child in birth. It's not a casual thing that everybody gets pregnant. Before they get pregnant, an angel comes and says, well, your child is going to be hairy. And uh, no, if there is an angelic visitation, it's something extraordinary. God did an extraordinary thing for Elizabeth and Zacharias. And the child was an extraordinary child. When we patiently wait on him, that which God will form inside of you, your character, your faith, that which God will bring to you, you will be prepared to receive that and you'll be prepared to steward that. God is speaking at this hour. When you're ready to receive that which God has for you, you'll be prepared. You'll be in a position where you can have the strength to get it from God and steward that. You know the value of it. That's what faith will do. Faith in God's timing. Faith in God's calendar. Faith in what God will do. Will prepare us for greater things that God has for us. This month is a very good month. God is going to 
do uh, glorious things outwardly, but many things have already happened in the spirit realm. Many things from the spirit realm have been brought to the realm of this world, our world, where we can see, feel, touch. Many more are going to be done. God is asking you this question. Are you prepared to receive everything that God has for you? Are you prepared to prepare yourself for that which God has for you? From March all the way to December and into next year, there are many things God will roll out, unfold before us. When he unfolds that before us, it's the faithful that will get to walk in it and inherit it. You need to be prepared. Prepare your heart, prepare your mind, prepare your body for everything that God has for us. Our, our vessel, our vessel, you know how a vessel should be? The name for that is humility. If your vessel is made up of this material called humility, then God will freely pour his favor, his grace, and whatever he wants to give to you into that vessel. That vessel, the humility vessel, should be full of faith. That's when the vessel can actually receive because faith are the hands. Picture this. A vessel with two hands. If the vessel does not have hands, then it can't receive. But when this vessel have the hands to receive, then God can just flood it with everything, pour into and give into the hands so that this, these hands can give to people also. You just take from the pot and give, take from the pot and give, but you need to receive from God. You need to have strength for that. God is speaking at this hour. Strengthen yourself. Strengthen yourself. Strengthen your faith. Make sure you become that humble vessel. When that vessel is really humble, God can do much with those vessels. And when the faith is there combined with that humility, let me tell you, Satan will see you as his major threat. Humility and faith are very powerful combinations. Now you see, holiness is very important, but you know what? If you don't have humility, you won't have holiness. If you don't have faith, you won't have holiness. If you have faith, you will have holiness. Because if you have faith, sin will have no place there. Whatsoever that is not of faith is sin. If you have humility, then you have the grace from God to stay holy. When you have humility, you will automatically be a receiver of God's love and giver of God's love. Because God will be there. The humility is there. 
God will be there. God says in First Peter, it's an attractive quality before God. It just attracts God to where you are when you're humble, meek. Jesus, the Bible says, he's meek and lowly, riding on the donkey. He comes meek and lowly. That's the nature of Jesus Christ. When the humility is there in a person, you can actually see the reflection of Jesus upon them. Humility and faith are two powerful combinations. When we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, in due time, God will lift us up. And that lifting up is not that you suddenly become proud. No. <laughs> the moment you become proud, God will just tap that head and say, go down. That's it. When you humble, humble as long as that waiting period is, what God prepares, then God will take that humble vessel and God will put it at the top so that many people can be blessed, so that the humble vessel can do its job. Because if the vessel is humble, even when it's at the top, the vessel is going to perform its job. Because you can't perform God's work with pride. You can't. So this is something that God will look for. Humility and faith. That love will come and that humility is there. Love will come when the humility and faith is there. Grace will abound when that humility and faith is there. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. When you have faith and you have humility, humility is attracting God and faith is pleasing God. Look at that. God will be there to give you all the grace you need to prepare you. For your placement. Where God wants you to be. What God wants you to become. In order for you to bless many people. God will place humble people there. Because when they're at the top. They'll be doing what God wants them to do. Minus pride. You see that humility there. And at the top, they will need a lot more grace. And they can't get that if they are proud. So he takes humble people and he puts them there so that they can get more and more and more grace so that they can accomplish the will of God. God is speaking to our hearts today. This is a beautiful month. The month where many good things will begin. God will begin to do many good things. Well, you see a progression, a progression of God's glorious works in our midst, in your life, in our lives. It takes faith and humility to become a partaker of that. God will drive out the enemy. God will establish his great name. It is important to trust in the Lord and to humble ourselves. Be that vessel that God wants to be. Filled with His power. When can that vessel be filled with the power of God? When that vessel is made up of humility. 
you have their hands strengthened by God with faith. God will do mighty things in our midst. Expect great things from God. And prepare great things. Prepare yourself to receive those great things from God. Mm. Expect great things from God. And prepare yourselves to receive those great things from God. I want to say it one more time. Expect great things from God. While you're expecting great things from God, prepare yourselves to receive those great things from God. And how to prepare is what God has spoken. Need to work on the humility. You need to become that pot that's made up of humility. You need to become that vessel that's made up of humility. You know, if you're humble, no one can break you down. You know that? Yes. Yes, nothing can touch you. You become that vessel that is stronger than any metal that is out there. And when that faith is there, tested faith, tried faith, it's pure gold. You have nice golden hands with a strong body. You can do many things, including moving mountains. Let your body be made of that humility, which is a metal that cannot be destroyed by anyone. No fire, no bomb, no sword, no nothing, no machine can destroy those vessels that are made of humility. Very powerful vessel. You know, how can that vessel be made of humility? How can that process take place when self is out? As long as self is there, ego will be there. As long as self is there, pride will be there. As long as self is there, humility will not have room there. It will be like trying to be there, but self will push humility out. But when self is out, humility has room to take over. So it's important. When self is out and humility is there, no one's words will bother you. It's not going to damage you. No one's behavior and action can bring you down. In short, when that humility is there, when you are made up of that golden, powerful metal or nature or that thing called humility, Satan can't use anyone to disturb your peace. The peace will be constant. You call the perfect peace. Satan can't use anyone to take away your joy called the perfect joy. Satan can't use anyone to disturb the nature of Christ. You have that perfect, constant nature of Christ that agitation, irritation, 
depression, room for anger, self-pity will not be there. And the self is gone. When that self is gone, and you clothe yourself with that humility, you're made up of humility, what happens at that point? Nothing can touch you. It's never going to mar that image of Christ that is being formed in you. Nobody can be used as a weapon by Satan to disturb the nature of Christ. That should be seen at all times. May God speak to your hearts at this hour, this very deep message, similar to yesterday's. It's very important, vital. It's very vital to every single one here. Because it's important, God is giving it to you. Because he knows that you too can become an inheritor of this. God is placing it in front of you. It's for every single one here. When you yield yourself to the work of the Holy Spirit and say, Lord, I want to become that vessel that's untouched by anything that is around me. That's when God can place you up there. Because then you'll be steady and strong. You'll be able to fulfill the call of God. God is speaking at this hour. God will move things around. God will move places around. God will move people. God will move seats. God will change things around in order to get you to where he wants you to be in order to fulfill the plan of God. And for that to happen, you need to become a person was made up of humility. Weight of self will cause you to become the person who is made up of humility. Coupled with faith. That faith will be pure gold. God is speaking to our hearts. God has big desires for you. God desires big things for you. God has big plans for you. God wants to show you his plan. And that's what he is doing today. We are in God's season. Not will be. We are in God's season. And God will do many, many good things and big things. But he's saying today, he wants you to get ready. Get ready. Prepare yourself so that he can give you those big things that he has for you. Prepare yourself so that he can cause you to ride on high places. So when you ride, you will ride like Jesus, meek and lowly, full of power. That's when you'll be full of power. Do that which God has called you to do. 
These two combinations are very powerful. Humility and faith. Therein lies the the rest of the fruit of the Spirit that will come. The nature of Jesus. Love, joy, peace, patience. All those things will come when you have these two powerful nature of Jesus Christ. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Take a few minutes in the presence of God to reflect on what God has spoken so that you can just commit yourself in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ and say, Lord, work this word. Work this word into me, Jesus, on this third day of fasting and prayer. That God wants to roll your stone away. When God wants to do the impossible in your life, make it possible. When God wants to cause his word to be performed in your life, God says he wants to prepare you. He wants you to prepare yourself. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take this time. Take this time in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Take a few minutes in the presence of God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Zara basandala bashira basandala bashikara basandala barashura balasandala bareya. Hallelujah. We praise you, praise you, praise you. bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear you look in into my Heart. Tell the Lord, search my heart, Lord, hallelujah. Tell the Lord, search my heart at this hour, Jesus. Make room, make room for the King. Make room for the King, hallelujah. Reach out and touch Him. For He is passing by. The King is 
passing by. Let us constrain him to stay with us, for the King is passing by. Lord, stay with us. Stay with us. Stay with us. Tell the Lord. Oh Lord, let the nature of Jesus Christ be formed in me, so that all that You have spoken may be fulfilled in my life. Hallelujah! Tell the Lord, tell the Lord that. Hallelujah! You're the God of seasons, and you're the God of wonders. You does wonders beyond measure in your season. Hallelujah! Praise you, Jesus. New people never get agitated. New people never give room to unbelief. May your people understand that this is the time to prepare. Hallelujah! Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, praise you, Jesus, Hallelujah! Tell the Lord, Lord, I give myself over to you so that you can prepare me and I can prepare myself with all that you provide. I give myself into your hands so that I can use everything that you give me to prepare myself, Hallelujah, to receive. Everything that you have for me, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. Father, thank you, Lord, for this time that you gave to us, O oh Lord, so that we can be in your presence, Almighty King. So that you can do a work of wonder in our lives, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for building us up on that most holy faith. Thank you, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will continue to do a mighty work in the lives of your people. The word that you release upon this house of God may take shape and form, Father. That every single person may have the strength to carry this word to term, that they may see, Lord, it come alive before their eyes. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. May they prepare themselves, O、oh、Lord, in Your presence. May they prepare themselves, O、oh、Lord, to receive that which You have for them. O、oh、Lord, may they become vessels of honor, vessels of humility, and vessels of faith. Thank you. We praise you. With this blessing, I bless your people with on this third day, this month of March, as your servants standing in the presence of God, before the throne of God, 
according to the power and authority given to me by the Almighty God. And bless your people this night. With this blessing that you alone can bless them with, that their ways may be perfect before you, that their thoughts may be in line with you, all that their desires may be towards you, that their joy may be, O oh Lord, filled by you to the overflowing, that their cups, Father, may be cups of God's blessings filled with your word, that they may not only receive from you, be people who will demonstrate that word to this generation. I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon us and bless us with his peace. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of his Holy Spirit, rest and remain with us all now, and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.